This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o silver, the Lone Ranger. Right of the plains fought crime and criminals throughout the western United States. But there was only one outlaw who could match the daring and cleverness of the Lone Ranger, and that was the black caballero who rode the midnight stallion El Diablo. It was a fight to the finish between the two men, and the story of their epic duel is one of the most exciting episodes in the history of the early West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! The Black Tower has broken jail! Hail, Silver! Away! True to 
his boat, the Black Caballero escaped from the jail in White Springs less than two weeks after his arrest. He did not leave the district, however, and before long had resumed his career of crime. Our story continues several weeks later. Sheriff Ramsey has just dismounted before the ranch house of Alva Carlson and is knocking at the door. Sheriff Ramsey. Grace, where's your paw? You want to see me, Sheriff? Come on in. I'll do that, same. You're looking powerful mad about something, Sheriff. Sit down. Cool off a mic. Alva, what I got to say, I'll say standing up. Suit yourself. You filed a run for sheriff in the election next month. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you've been campaigning. Well, it's customary, ain't it, when you aim to get elected something? Maybe so. But you've been hinting some things around that I don't like. Yeah? I don't recall hinting nothing, Sheriff. You've been hinting that the Black Caballero couldn't have got loose from jail unless I helped him get loose. You've been hinting I was bribed to see that he got free. Sheriff, I give you my word, I never hinted nothing of the kind. I got fuller to prove it by. You mean to tell me you never said any of them things? Sure, I said them. Then why'd you say just now you didn't? Well, you must have heard me wrong, Sheriff. All I told you was I didn't go around hinting nothing. And I didn't. Everything I had to say, I said right out without beating around the bush. Why, you mealy mouse? That'll be enough of that. Well, I don't fight. Stay out of this, honey. Sheriff, what you just called me is fighting talk. Which is what I meant it for. Strap on your hardware and we'll settle this right now. We're not going to have a gunfight. Scared, huh? No, but I happen to savvy that a shooting match is just what you're aiming for. You know blame well you're handy over the gun than I am. And nothing would suit you better than to have an excuse to drill me so you could shut my mouth. I'll do it. Not letting you shoot me in the back, you won't. Sheriff, this election is too important to the county for me to take any chance of letting a bullet put me out of the running. I'm going to stay alive. And when time for voting comes, I'm going to beat you. And then maybe we'll have some honest law enforcement around these parts. Where's your proof that I let the Black Caballero out? I ain't got proof exactly. Mm, just as I thought. But there's some things about that outlaw's escape that uh, all struck me sort of funny. First off, the night he got away, Steve was supposed to be on guard at the jail. And you trumped up an excuse to send Steve home and stay there yourself. You're just guessing. Maybe. In the second place, the window of the Black Caballero's cell was right opposite the window of the room in the Pilgrim Hotel where old Leif Sedgwick was staying that night. He told me he couldn't sleep the whole night through. He just sat up most of the time. And if anybody had sneaked up to that crook's window to pass a gun to him, like you claimed must have been done, then Leif would have heard it. Only he didn't. Then where'd the Black Caballero get the gun he pulled on me? <laughs> well, if he did have a gun... And if I'm just uh, guessing, like you say, why, I'd guess that uh, you must have handed it to him. That's a blasted lie. I only said I was guessing. All right. What other guesses you making? Well, uh, I guess I'd admire to know where from you got all the cash you've been spending lately. Been throwing it around kind of free, ain't you, for a fellow with a reputation of being uh, kind of saving? You haven't got one speck of proof of any sort. And if you keep on telling folks that you have, you're going to get into trouble. Sheriff, now you're getting things all wrong. I never tell them I got proof. I just tell them the same as I told you and give them the benefit of my conclusions. It ain't my fault if they agree with me, is it? Well, listen to me, Alva. Yeah? I didn't come out here to argue with you. I come to give you a warning. Then give it and get. Now get this. Because I'm only telling you once. Drop out from the election. Tell folks that you had me figured wrong. That you're sure I never helped that outlaw get loose. Or take the consequences. Which same being... I've said all I've got to say. You want to find out what I mean? Just keep on the way you've been doing. And wake up one of these days to wish I hadn't. Well, uh, good afternoon, Sheriff. Hold on. I got one more thing to say. I can't stop you, I reckon. I've been noticing things lately. One of my deputies has been courting your girl here. <laughs> and if I'm right, he's been talking to you about me. Sheriff, now you're just guessing. And guessing mighty close. So the next time he comes here and starts running free at the mouth, 
You tell him to keep it shut or find himself another job. You, you'd fire Steve? Just so. And without a good paying deputy's job, maybe he wouldn't be in such a rush to get hitched. There's the door, Sheriff. You keep in mind what I said. If you make a mistake of thinking I'm bluffing, it'll be the biggest mistake you ever made. Pa, what are you going to do? Huh? Uh, what do you mean, honey? Well, you, well, you aren't going to run for office after what the sheriff just said, are you? Why not? But, but he'll do something terrible, Pa. I know he will. I know it. You think I'm scared of him, daughter? Oh, it's not just him, Pa. No? The black caballero. If he's really working with the sheriff like you say... <laughs> honey, quit your fretting. Your pa's going to be the next sheriff of this county... And all the threats Ramsey can make between now and election ain't going to change things any. Listen. Daughter, he said silver. Silver? Honey, that was the Lone Ranger. He's heard about the Black Caballero breaking loose, and he's come after him again. Now I know I'm going to keep up this fight. With the Lone Ranger on my side, I just can't be beat. Leaving Alva Carlson home, the masked man raced his great horse Silver back to the well-hidden camp he shared with his faithful Indian companion, Tonto. Tonto was absent, however, when he arrived. And it was almost an hour before the Lone Ranger caught the swift tattoo of scouts approaching hoofbeats. Sai, Kimosabe! I've got news for you, fellow. Uh, and me got news, too. Yes? Outlaw, fellow. Hold up stage. Go Whitfield. The Black Caballero? Uh. Fellow, we've got to find a way to recapture that fellow. There's hardly a day passes that he or his men don't strike somewhere. Oh, they may keep trouble. The news I got, Kimosabe, confirms our suspicions. Uh, I told you I was going to keep an eye on the sheriff. Well, I followed him to the home of Alva Carlson. And Carlson named several other reasons. Reasons I hadn't known about for suspecting Sheriff Ramsey. What them? I'll tell you about them later. But when you add them to the fact that the black caballero has acted as though he's had advance information from someone in authority, it's almost certain. Uh, almost certain, however, isn't certain enough. We have to make plans. Until we're sure that can't be done. And what we do? I don't know yet. Tonto, what was taken from the Whitfield stage? Stage carry gold. And gold shipments are usually kept secret from everyone but the sheriff. Tonto, are you sure it was gold? Who told you about this? Tonto ride trail meet stage. Driver tell Tonto. The driver of the stage that was robbed? Ah, that's right. Him ask me, tell sheriff. And that must mean you're the first one back here with the news. Ah. The first one back. Tonto, how fast did you ride here? Tonto ride, he passed all way. And with scout speed, even if someone had met the stage just after you did, he'd still have got here at least an hour or two earlier. About an hour. I think I've got it. And what that? You recall I said we must be sure the sheriff was working with the black caballero before uh-huh. we could act? With luck, I'll be certain before the night's out. Here, Silver. Where you go? To White Springs, Tonto, to the sheriff's office. It'll be dark by the time I reach there. You want Tonto ride? I'll not need you. Steady, old boy. Stay here. If I'm not back by midnight, you'll know something's happened. Then ride. Hunter, do that. Now I've got to see the sheriff before news of the holdup can reach town. You take care. All right, I'll see you later. Come on, Silver. Come on, old fellow. It was several hours later. Sheriff Ramsey had summoned his deputy, Steve Hanley, to his office and was questioning the young man. Steve, angered by the sheriff's questions, finally lost his patience and... Blast it, Sheriff. What's it to you if I keep company with Alva's daughter? You think just because I'm working for you and her pa's running again, I should stay away? Well, it'll look a heap better. What do I care how it looks? Me and Grace were friends long before I got this deputy's job. And if I got anything to do with it, we'll still be friends a long time after the job is done with. Maybe it won't be such a spell till you're rustling up another job. Meaning... Meaning uh, I don't like the way you've been telling things to Alva about me. What kind of a deputy are you to go talking again to the fellow that hired you? I never have. You must have. What makes you so doggone sure? Because some of the things Alva said sound just like they come from you. Oh, rot. 
I've seen things, Ramsey. Things that I've wondered about. But I don't take pay from a man, then go shooting off my mouth about him. That ain't my style. I got reason to think otherwise. What you got is a dog on uneasy unconscience. And instead of blaming yourself for it, you spend your time blaming everyone else. Look here, Steve. Good evening, Sheriff. Hey, what? Don't force me to draw, Steve. You? I warned you. Hey, masked man, who are you? What do you want here? I can tell you who I am, Steve. He and I have met before. Tell him, Ramsey. Uh, about As you. I recall, the last time I saw you, you were friendly. I ain't never friendly with crooks. Yes, and the last time, you didn't think me an outlaw. Uh, you're local. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still asking who you are. It doesn't matter. I've got other business here. Business with the sheriff. With me? Concerning the black caballero. Oh, him. And the stories that have been circulated saying his money found its way to your pockets to buy his way out of your jail. I can't answer for every tall yarn that's told about me. I wonder if you can answer for the truth. What? Sheriff, when first I heard these stories about you, I doubted them. I knew you'd made every effort to capture the black caballero the time he attempted to hold up the bank at River City. Too many facts, however, came up for me to continue to doubt. Say, stranger, you know anything against the sheriff for sure? He can't. He's just talking through his hat. I know that the black caballero raided Lem Bisbee's place and took his cattle money not an hour after he'd received it. What's that got to do with me? You were with Bisbee and the cattle buyer when the sale was made. No one could have formed the Black Caballero easier than you. Ah. And arrangements were made through you to send money from here to be deposited in the River City Bank. The money never reached there. Still talking wild. Yeah, I'm wondering. Why are you? And I suppose you'll deny you told that outlaw about the diamond merchant who came here from Frisco. I never even knowed he was headed here. And just this afternoon... And now I suppose I'm to blame for the Whitfield stage being held up. The Whitfield stage? Sheriff, who told you it had been held up? Huh? No one. But you knew beforehand... You knew the Black Caballero would strike. I didn't tell you the gold shipment had been taken, and no one else's town has heard of it yet. But you expected to hear of it, and that's why you fell into my trap. Stranger, you tripped him up dead to rights. It ain't so. I knew the stage was carrying gold, so... So when you mentioned something about this afternoon, I... I just guessed at the rest. Pretty doggone thin. Sheriff, you told me exactly what I want to know. That information is going to put you and your outlaw friend behind bars. And see the election of an honest sheriff. You can't bluff me. The black caballero boasted that we'd meet again. We'll meet, however, in a way he won't like. Or maybe, mister, in a way you won't like. That remains to be seen. Shut up. Huh? You were threatening to... I owe Silver. Silver? By heavens, now I know who that masked fellow was. He's a crook. Get the saddle and go after it. If you want him, Chase Ramsey, you can do it yourself. I'm still sheriff here. You're just a deputy and you're still taking orders from me. <laughs> what you mean, sheriff, is that I was a deputy. But beginning from right now, I ain't no more. You're a crook yourself. And not being able to prove it ain't going to stop me from quitting. Quitting clear out. Good riddance. It saves me the trouble of firing you. Which same I figured to be an honor. Oh, you... And if you was honest and I wasn't quitting, I still wouldn't go gunning for the Lone Ranger. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeah. 
Wowzers! With crits starting as low as 11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. After Steve Hanley had resigned his post as deputy and left the sheriff's office, the sheriff waited until he was sure his actions were not observed, then hastily mounted and rode across country. At the end of several hours, he entered a maze of canyons, but chose his way unerringly until a voice hailed him. Hold up there. Who's riding this way? Oh, oh, my good friend, the sheriff. Welcome. Why do you want my camp tonight? Have you come for your share of the gold from the stage already? Didn't you trust me to send it to you? To blazes with the gold. What? You say that? <laughs> Forgive me if I seem surprised, Sheriff. <laughs> but knowing you... Would it, will you? This is serious. <laughs> yes. The Lone Ranger's back in this country. Yeah, the Lone Ranger? Good. He got you before. Which makes him one up on the Black Caballero, Sheriff. But if he has returned... I have hopes of evening the score. Uh, it was something else, too. Well, get on with it. He was in to see me, and... Well, uh, he found out about me tipping you off to that gold shipment today. You fool. If I'm ever caught, it won't be because of the cleverness of those who hunt me. It'll be on account of the stupidity of those I employ. Has he got proof against you? Can he have you turned out of office? Oh, it ain't that bad. It was just something I said. He couldn't make evidence out of it. Well, that's something, I suppose. So the Lone Ranger's return, eh? Pedro! Hey, Senor Cabellero. Come here. You want me? Pedro, have you ever heard of a fellow known as the Lone Ranger? But of a certainty, Senor. You'd know him when you saw him? See, si, Senor. Good. What if he does? Have you ever seen an Indian read sign? Sure, I have. Well, where an Indian leaves off, Pedro begins. Didn't you say the Lone Ranger was in your office, Sheriff? He was, sure enough. Pedro. The sheriff points out where the trail begins. Can you follow to where it ends? That will be most easy. My friend, you're to discover the Lone Ranger's camp. Hide nearby and learn what he plans. See, si, senor. And when that is done, I shall pay back a debt I've owed since a certain day in River City. On the evening before, when the Lone Ranger had left the sheriff's office, he had returned to his camp but he had paused there only long enough to assure Tonto of his safety. Then he had raced on. His journey took him to a town some distance away, and when he once more rejoined Tonto, it was on the evening of the following day. He drew Silver to a sliding halt and then leaped from the saddle. Oh, Silver! Oh, boy! Oh. Tonto, I've been to see... What's the matter, Kimosabe? There's nothing matter. The Indian sign language. Kimosabe. Yes. You make fast trip. And it's time we get after the black caballero, Tonto. Ah, uh, 
It's going to be several days before we can take action, however. I had some bad luck this trip, Tonto. What that? Silver began limping on the way back. I'm afraid he needs to rest. Oh, that heap bad. What you do? I stopped on the way and spoke to Albert Carlson. He's the rancher who's running for sheriff. Uh-huh. He agreed to loan me another horse and stable silver until he's well again. Why, you need other horse. I still have one more trip to make after information we need. I've heard that there's a man near High Junction who knows the Black Caballero's real identity. Oh. If we can learn that, it may give us a lead to his capture. Get some food ready, Kimasabi. When we've eaten, I'll take Silver to Carlson's place, borrow his horse, and get started again tonight. Tonto ride, too? You might as well, Tonto. There's nothing either one of us can do here until the trip is made. Yes, Tonto, we'll ride together. Pedro, who had trailed the Lone Ranger to his camp, had overheard the masked man as he outlined his course of action. When he saw the Lone Ranger and Tonto ride away, he returned to the camp of the Black Caballero. There, he repeated what he had heard. Oh, the Lone Ranger right to High Junction, huh? Si, senor. That is what he say. A journey of four days, then and back. Huh? And you're sure he said Silver would be left with Carlson? But yes, amigo. <laughs> Pedro, he's played into our hands. You have a plan, yes? I was just wondering what would happen if our good friend the sheriff were to tell the voters in the town that the Lone Ranger had been masquerading as me, the Black Caballero. I do not say, senor. And what do you think would happen if at the same time the sheriff would offer to prove that Carlson had helped the Lone Ranger turn outlaw? <laughs> Mr. Carlson, he would be in much trouble. I believe he would. But, amigo, how you do that? It's possible to get a black dye, Pedro. A dye that would make a white horse like Silver into one like my El Diablo. Si, senor. You will wish me to color this Lone Ranger's horse. No, my friend. That's something I will do. The last time I met the Lone Ranger, I nearly paid because a mistake was made. This time, I do things myself. And no, they're done right. The following night, the cafe in White Springs was crowded with men from town and from the ranches. It had been rumored that the Lone Ranger had returned to again challenge the Black Caballero's cunning. And the men talked excitedly of what might happen during the next few days. Suddenly, the sheriff entered the cafe and demanded the attention of everyone present. I got something to tell you. What have you got to say? Man, I had a hunch about this outlaw situation in the county all the time. But I never said anything about it because I didn't have no proof. Proof of what? Men, the Black Caballero ain't been him at all. It's been the Lone Ranger. You don't even make sense. But I will. I never figured that the Black Caballero would have the nerve to stick around here after he bust jail. But with so many of you claiming to see him, I didn't think it was any use telling what I figured. You still don't make sense. Then tell me that this don't. The Lone Ranger turned outlaw. When the Black Caballero cleared out, he seen his chance. He dyed that white horse of his black, put on a black mask and cape, and got away with his crookedness without nobody suspecting him. I don't believe Sheriff, you're getting plumb soft in that head. Ain't you talking kind of reckless, Sheriff? You couldn't make me believe that the masked fellow would turn crooked in a million years. Well, I'll show you. I'll give you the proof. It's better be And at the same time, I'll give you proof again the dirty crook that's in with him. Well, who do you mean, Sheriff? Evening, fellas. What's going on here? There, that's the fellow I mean. Alva Carlson. The crook that's trying to get my job. What's up? Open your hands, Alva. You and me are taking a ride out to your place. And these other fellows are going along to witness what I've got to shoot. All right. The men in the cafe found it impossible to refuse the sheriff's demand that they accompany him to Carlson's ranch. 
They rode there in the body, the sheriff leading the way, his gun trained on his prisoner. Entering the grounds, Ramsey rode past the corrals, drawing rein at the stables. Oh, 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 you better back up what you've been saying, Sheriff. It'll be doggone tough on you if you don't. Now, where's this proof you was telling about? Show it to us. Come on, follow me inside the stables. Matt, there's a lantern beside the door here. Light it, will you? All right. Yeah. All right. Inside all of you. Hey, whose black horse is that there in the stall? <laughs> Think it's black, do you? I'll show you something. Now, where's that stuff I brought along with me? Ah, here it is. Wait till I wet this rag with it. That's a mighty powerful-looking horse. Of course it is. You never heard that silver wasn't powerful, did you? Oh, silver? You're loco. This horse is black. It looks more like that El Diablo horse, the black cavalier right? Yeah. And now just watch. I'm going to rub this rag again the horse. Now watch and see what happens. There. You can see it already. The blast's coming off. It's white underneath. Ramsey, there's some kind of a trick. Yeah? Well, that's what I've been telling you. A trick you and the Lone Ranger play together. Pa, what's the commotion out here? What are all these men doing in our stable? It's just some foolishness, daughter. Don't you worry, none. But, Pa... It's all right, honey. Oh, Steve, I didn't see you there. Just let the sheriff do what he aims to, Grace. He ain't proved nothing to me yet. Of course, you're most likely in with him. That's just about it. When I fired you from your deputy's job, I'll bet you joined up with these crooks in their slick scheme. I... Now, what in tarnation did I stumble into under the straw here? Well, doggone of this don't clinch it. Look at here, man. A black mask and a black cape. What? Well, I'm getting so I don't know what to think. The sheriff's got to prove that's a Lone Ranger's horse before I can do anything. You ain't denying it is, are you? I'm denying it. What? It's the masked man, the Lone Ranger. Where'd he come from? Who'd have thought he'd have the nerve to show up? So there you are. You can heist your hands, too. No, you don't. Drop that gun. Grab him, man. He can't shoot all of you. Go on. I demand you get him in the name of the law. One moment. I don't intend to shoot anyone. First, I'm going to show you that this horse inside the stable is not mine. Here, Silver. Hey, there comes another one. Tell from outside. That's silver, all right. When you see this one beside him, they don't even begin to compare. Look, what's the horse got on his back? Huh? Steady, silver. Oh, you're going to untie me, Lone Ranger. It's a black caballero. Tied to the saddle. Not a one time. Let him down. Uh, me fix him. Come in here, Marshal. Marshal? Ma'am, this is the U.S. Marshal for this district. Dan Hughes. Stranger, I don't savvy this yet. Where'd you get the black caballero? How'd you happen to show up at a U.S. Marshal like this? I went after the Marshal the same night I talked to you and the sheriff in his office. Then I rode back alone to Tonto. The black caballero had sent a breed to spy on us, and Tonto had spotted him. He warned me in Indian sign language that we were being watched, and I played up to it. I let the breed think Silver would be left here in the stable while I went on a trip. In reality, the white horse they thought was Silver was one Carlson owned. When the black caballero showed up here tonight, the marshal and I let him finish dying the horse, then arrested him. So that's how you got proof against me. He squeaked. He didn't. You showed up here with these men just a half hour after the horse had been dyed black. And yet it takes almost an hour to ride here from town. In other words, when you were telling the men in town about this, the horse was still white. So you had to be in on the plot to know about it. <laughs> Lone Ranger, this is the second time you defeated me. But I'll make you a promise. Yes? <laughs> if my luck comes back to me, if we meet still another time in the future, I'll have this out man to man. And something tells me we shall meet. That's something only the future can tell us. Come on, Silver. This man won't get free again. Well, fellas, after all that's happened tonight, I, I reckon there ain't much doubt who's going to be elected sheriff, is there? The next sheriff's going to be Mr. Carlson. <laughs> if I am, Steve, you're going to be the first deputy I appoint. Thanks, Mr. Carlson. <laughs> oh, it ain't that I'll be needing you so bad, Steve, but... Uh, <clears throat> Grace there looks like she's getting primed to start ordering you around. So I figure I ought to have the right to do the same. <laughs> 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 
is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Thank you. 
Of all the outlaws who roamed the western United States, no one could match the cleverness and courage of the black caballero. On two occasions, he met and was beaten by the Lone Ranger, but he refused to accept defeat at the hands of the great champion of justice, and a third meeting followed, a meeting destined to end the duel between the two men once and for all. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. An adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're on the trail of the Black Caballero! Hi, Silver! Away! The Black Caballero was confined to the jail in White Springs awaiting trial, but he had already made plans for his escape. Sharing his cell with the former Sheriff Ramsey, and as our story begins, the outlaw is standing at the barred window of the cell. He turns to his companion and says, Can you see the Sheriff? Wait a second. Yeah, I just saw him move. Must be at his desk. Why, Steve, the deputy. He's there too, most likely. I don't see him, but I heard Carlson say something to him a while back. Hey, when's that bunch you was going to go into action? As soon as he's dark enough. Is that all righty? We'll be making that play any minute now. Hawking's yard? He and Blaze. They come here with Dirk when the fight at the cafe gets rid of Steve and the Sheriff. I don't know who they chose in the stage to fight. The men who aren't known in town, though. Uh-huh. Look, boss. Well? When we get out, when we clear town and back with the boys in camp, you're going to forget about the Lone Ranger, ain't you? Forget? I mean, you ain't planning to hunt him out again, are you? Now, it ain't that I'm hankering to butt in on your business. But what I say is, why go out of your way looking for trouble? That mask has been poisoned to you twice already. Stay clear of him. Shucks, boss. Look at all the cash it's to be had. With you to give the orders, we can just about have things our own way in this territory. But if you're going to get that fella after us again, it's likely to spoil everything. Are you telling me what to do? Oh, now, don't go taking it like that. The Lone Ranger's beaten me twice. But what of it? That's nothing to be ashamed of. You ain't the only one he's got the best of. Well, the first time he won, it was my fault. I underestimated him. Sure, but... Quiet. The second time, he outwitted one of my men. I was led to act on false information. The fella's savvy, that. They ain't blaming you. But the third time, I'm... Oh, the third time? Doggone, you are fixing to look him up. I am. But it just don't make sense, boss. If you like keeping yourself in hot water, that's up to you. But how about the rest of us? Why risk our necks? This time, you and the others won't enter into it. I'll face the Lone Ranger alone. Sounds as if you already got something in mind. <laughs> Perhaps. You're the stubbornest, hombre. What are you planning to do? First, I must find the Lone Ranger. Oh, I thought you had a message that Pedro located him again. Ain't he supposed to be still in the county? We see. And when you find him... I have an offer to make him. What do you mean, an offer, Your Honor? Here. That should send the sheriff jumping. I'm with you, Sheriff. They cleared out. Oh, it's Hawk. Where's Blaze and Dirk? Chucks, they gotta give the sheriff and Steve a chance to get away, don't they? They'll have to act fast. Who's that? Who came in the office? It's them, boss. This way, fellas. Hurry it up. You got here, boss. Get to work on those bars. Thanks, there. We'll have to smash them. Get back. Right. You won't be able to break them out. We'll just bend them. Want a hand, Blaze? I'll get them. Get a move on. We want out of here. The sheriff will be back before you know it. There, Hawk. The crowbar. Here you are. Now then, together. Bend them out just a little more. We're getting it. I think that's enough. Well, see if you can get through. You first, Ramsey. If you can make it, I can. Come on. Yeah. Hurry, boss. Lead the way. Not the front. The horses are waiting. The Diablo. He's there too, boss. There he is. No sight of the sheriff yet. We told the boys to make the fight a good one. Into your saddle. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Diablo. Yeah. Hey, look, right over the jail. They've seen us. Come on. Get up. On, Diablo. On. We're right to find the Lone Ranger. On, Diablo. <laughs> 
White Springs was thrown into an uproar by the daring escape of the Black Caballero, but the posse assembled by Sheriff Carlson failed to recapture the outlaw. The following day, Tonto, the loyal Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, was approached in town by a roughly dressed man who hastily handed him an envelope addressed to the Lone Ranger, then as hastily departed. Tonto lost no time delivering the message to his masked friend at their well-hidden camp, and when the Lone Ranger read it, he couldn't hide his surprise. Tonto, do you know who sent this? I'll not tell, Tonto. The Black Caballero. Oh? What'd him say? He wants to come to our camp, Kimosabe. Why, him won't do that. He gives no reason. He's written only that if we signal him, he'll ride here alone and unarmed. The signal will be taken as a promise that we'll make no effort to capture him while here. What signal? He seems to know the direction of our camp, Tonto. He'll be watching for a smoke signal. That heap strange. I wonder what his purpose is. He's got something in mind. Maybe a trap. Maybe other outlaw. See smoke? Raid camp. He says not. He gives his word his men will not be told of this and there will be no attack. Him crook? Yes, Kimasabi. But he's not like any other outlaw we've ever met. I think I could take his word even though he's an outlaw above that of most men we know. Learn to respect the man, Tonto. We're on opposite sides and yet, strangely enough, I trust him. Maybe one day him turn on us. I'm afraid he never will. There are two kinds of outlaws, Tonto. One steals because he thinks it's the easiest way to get what he wants. When he's taught that he's really chosen the hardest way, he can be reformed. Uh, but the other breaks the law simply because something in him forces him to go against authority. He's not interested in the gain. It's a risk. It's in his nature. He can't help it. And I believe the black caballero is that kind. Maybe you're right. What you do, huh? I don't like the idea of letting him go free. After all, he's wanted by the law. Uh, On the other hand, we don't know where he is. If he shows us, it'll be voluntary. And he hasn't asked us to promise that we'll ever search for him again. That's right. And we can't show him the signal, permit him to come here, and then break our promise by seizing him. He knows our word can be trusted. Ah. Help me gather some wood, Tonto. We're going to signal him at once. In a few minutes, a thick, billowing pillar of smoke rose into the air above the masked man's camp. From time to time, the fire was replenished, until in the distance there was heard the call of the Black Caballero. Tonto, let the fire go. He's coming. Oh, Tonto, see him. That's a fine horse he's got. It go. He pass. Plenty strong, too. Hello there. Hello. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Dismount. <laughs> I'm trusting you not to attempt to take me prisoner. You'll be safe while in our camp. And until you've had a good start when you leave. After that, I promise nothing. An hour's start? Agreed. I uh, suppose you wonder why I asked for this meeting. You've got a purpose, of course. <laughs> I have. I'm here to tell you frankly, I believe you've been lucky. Lucky? I mean, in uh, two former meetings. You sent me to jail twice. <laughs> As you see, I'm out again. You'll return. I wonder. At least I promise you this. Tonto and I shall not leave this territory until we see you behind bars again. And not the bars of a county jail. I've got too much respect for your ability. You'll go to the state prison. <laughs> if I believe that, I should not be here. We're wasting time. No business, huh? Wait alone, Ranger. While I'm in the mood for frankness, I'd like to say that in spite of your luck, I'm still confident I'm the better man. Well? And I'm just confident enough to put it to the test. Go on. If uh, you're agreeable, of course. I'll listen, at least. This will be man against man. The Lone Ranger against the Black Caballero. And Silver against El Diablo. <laughs> I'm rather proud of El Diablo, you know. I think he could show his heels to Silver. And the test? There's an afternoon stage to Whitfield. I know. Of course, since you got my good friend Ramsey out of office, I have any sources of information in hand I had before. The stage occasionally carries gold shipments. I'm afraid I'll have to take my chances on that. If there's gold aboard to pay me for my trouble, so much the better. Otherwise, I'll take whatever offers. You're telling me you plan to rob the Whitfield stage? That's a test. You'll have to be more clear. 
You're acquainted with the stage route? I am. And of course, you know the flats beyond the bridge crossing Buffalo Creek. I do. Very well. One afternoon, I shall hold up the stage as it crosses the flats. If you can prevent me or capture me afterwards, I shall confess you've beaten me fairly. If you don't, <laughs> and you won't, of course, I shall have had proof of what I suspected for a long time. That it really was luck which aided you before. I have only to see that the stage is warned. It wouldn't matter, would it? What can they do? If they send extra guards, I shall simply wait until they get tired of it. Extra guards can't be sent forever. And what if I'm laying in wait for you? Well, there's no cover once you cross the bridge. If you have crossed the bridge, well, I can always wait one more day. You're a strange fellow. Because I tell you I should hold up the stage. Didn't I tell you once I would rob the River City Bank? I even told you today. And didn't succeed. I was, uh... Unfortunate. You know that if I do capture you, you'll go to jail. The game's worth the cost. You never see me beg off when we met before, have you? You haven't. But as I said, I'd not be here if I expected to be caught. <laughs> a good gallop, yeah. But caught? Oh, no. You're clever. You've offered a test I can't refuse. <laughs> I thought of that. You know if I refused, I'd still have to try to keep the stage from being robbed. And you could still put off the robbery if you saw me near the stage. Right. And I'll accept on one condition. Yes? I'll strike a bargain with you. Give me your word. There'll be no gunplay, and I'll promise not to forewarn the stage. I'm not sure I understand. If I warned the stage, at least a special guard would be sent. Someone who would show fight and probably get shot for his trouble. If the stage isn't warned, I think the appearance of the black caballero would be enough to make the regular guard surrender. And no one will be hurt. It's a bargain. This time I say nothing about the day I shall choose to strike. If you aren't prepared... So much the worse for you and the stage. I still don't see your purpose in this. <laughs> oh, my friend, you've defeated me twice. I have a certain amount of pride. I shall never be completely happy again until I've taught you that where the odds are even, I am your master. <laughs> Steady the Yep. Very well. I may strike tomorrow or a month from tomorrow, but you can depend on it. I shall strike. Adios. And we'll meet again in the flats beyond Buffalo Creek. On the Diablo. Take big chance. He doesn't think so, Tonto. He's got perfect faith in that horse of his to outrun Silver. Silver beat Diablo. I'll back Silver any time. I've got an idea, however, that El Diablo will give him one of the hardest races he's ever had. Maybe. There's been a lot of talk in the district about the two horses, Tonto. This should prove once and for all which is the better. I'm glad Silver will have the opportunity to prove himself. And him do it. And the Black Caballero's visit proves the truth of what I said before. It's danger he enjoys. The thought he can handle anyone he meets. He'll never be satisfied until he's made it clear that our success against him before wasn't deserved. There's thing Tonto not like. What's that, Kimasabi? Other outlaw. Maybe them try get you. You mean you suspect this is just a trick of the Black Caballero? Uh. We've already had proof we can depend on his word. Him keep word. Other outlaw hit you. His gang won't come into this. He'll see to that. Tonto not sure. You're worried about it. Uh. No reason. You let Tonto ride? Ride? Where? Follow trail, follow leave here. Find outlaw camp. Hear what them plan. To see if they're up to some trick in spite of their leader? Not right. Tonto, if you can follow the Black Caballero's trail, it's a good idea. I'm not worried about a trap. But this is the first chance we've had to locate their hideout. Before we finish, we want the entire gang rounded up. Uh -huh. You find the hideout, meet me here. I'll be in camp each day, except at the time the stage crosses the flats. Uh, no, Tonto, go now? Not yet, Tonto. We promised him an hour's start. Then you can take up the trail. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
Ross with a speed of lighter cloud of dust and a hearty high silver and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. Blaze, Hawk, and Ramsey, outlaws who followed the Black Caballero, were dissatisfied with their leader's plan. Although they said little to him, they gathered at the edge of their camp when the evening meal was finished and discussed the situation with... The crazy loco idiot. Doggone conceited his. I tell you, fellas, it's going to get us all in trouble. That Lone Ranger ain't to be monkeyed with. I'd just as soon throw up a cage full of wildcats just to dare him to take after me. The boss said we was to stay out of this. What's he going to do to us if we don't? Well, after I... it's done, he'll have to take it and like it. Besides, all that's really bothering him is his being caught in jail that last time. He figures it was Pedro's fault. He's got the notion if we're along to help him again, maybe something will go wrong another time and I can't us. Nope, we don't need to let the bosses get mad, stop us. He won't, not unless we mess up. Well, what's the scheme? The mass fella can't watch a trail through the flats from anywhere but the woods this side of the creek. Why not? The only cover there is. Yeah, that's right. All right, then. When he sees the state stop for the boss, that means you'll have to cross the bridge to go after him. Then what? Then we'll be hiding below the bank of the creek where he won't see us. We'll have blasting powder under the bridge, all ready and waiting. When the masked fella hits the bridge, we light the fuse. <laughs> and there'll be one less fella to get in our way. Doggone, that sounds all right. Only how are we going to get to the bridge, fix the blasting powder and everything without being seen? Get there early, that's all. The masked fella ain't going to be around except when the stages do. Well, are you fellas with me or not? There's nothing I'd like better to see that hombre get blowing sky high. You can count me in. Good. How about you, Blaze? Sure, I'll join you. But there's something I've been wondering about. Yeah? What goes for the masked fella goes to the boss, too, don't it? I mean, if the masked fella has to stay on this side of the creek to keep undercover, why don't the boss? <laughs> I bet that's something that's puzzling the masked fella, too. Well, where's the boss going to hide till the stage comes along? Right inside the stage. Huh? Well, there ain't no place anybody could hide on that stage without the driver knowing it. <laughs> it's one of the slickest schemes the boss ever thought of. He ain't never been seen over to Leeville where the stage starts out. Not without that black mask and cape of his, anyhow. He's going to get in the stage like a regular passenger. Then when they get to the flats, put on his mask and show the driver his gun. Golly, that's a good one. What's he going to do with El Diablo? We'll keep him with us. When we see the stage stopping, we'll send him along the train. <laughs> and the Lone Ranger won't know the stage is held up till it's all over and the boss is hightailing away. <laughs> that beats the best ever heard. <laughs> and with a blast and powder set with... Come on, what's that engine part of the mask, fellas? Well, I plugged him. Give me a hand. If he ain't done for, we'll tie him up. Tonto's absence overnight and the following morning did not alarm the Lone Ranger. He assumed that the faithful Indian was still following the Black Cavalier's trail and accordingly went ahead with his own plans to be on hand if the outlaw struck at the stage. But even as he saddled Silver and made ready to ride toward Buffalo Creek, Hawk and his companions were approaching the same destination. Tonto, his hands bound behind him and the wound he had received bandage, was with them, madam. Hawk, you sure as today the boss is holding up the stage? Heard him say so, didn't I? And why else would he have got such an early start this morning? So he could make it to Leeville in time. There's the bridge just ahead. Cut over this way. Send the horses down the bank here. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Come on. Easy, boy. How's this? Good enough. Oh, there. Better give the engine a hand down. Ah, let him get out of the saddle himself. Takes a tumult, ain't hurting us none. Me, he get down all right. We can't leave the horses here. They'll be seen. Bring El Diablo with us. Get the pot and fuse out, then move them down below there. See them cottonwoods? The bank rises just there. Nobody will see the rest of the horses unless they're in line with a river. Yeah. Get the powder, Blaze. I got it. Here's the fuse. <laughs> Engine, come along and watch us get things fixed. <laughs> if you behave yourself, maybe we'll even let you light the fuse when it's time to set it off. <laughs> Ranger, unaware that the outlaws were crouched behind the cover afforded by the bank of Buffalo Creek, took his position in the woods nearby from which he could command a clear view of the trail, 
In the meantime, the Whitfield stage bounced over the trail and started across the flats without either the driver or guard realizing that their seemingly innocent passenger was a notorious black caballero. Get up! Get along there! Well, right, we crossed the flats and the creek up ahead. Then it ain't but ten miles to... Up with your hands, guard! Who? Driver! Any other part? Black mask! That cape! The black caballero! <laughs> Rain up or stop, lad! I'm stopping! I'm stopping! Whoa! 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 Back! Good. See that white horse breaking from the woods across the creek? Yeah, I can make it out. And the black horse coming up the trail? El Diablo. Yes. Now throw down what cash the stage is carrying before that white horse reaches the bridge, or you'll never live to tell that you met the black caballero. sent El Diablo down the trail toward his master. Then they saw the Lone Ranger burst from the woods and send Silver racing toward the bridge. As he came closer, they heard him shout to Silver. It's him. Look at that horse trap. Where's your matches, Blaze? Get one lit. Hold it ready. When I give the word, light that fuse. Right. You not light fuse. Keep your mouth shut, Redskin. You watching me, Blaze? I'll give the signal. Don't you start that fuse burning until I say so. Here he comes. Come on, Silver. Come on. Oh, wait. Ain't it time? One second. Now. There she is. Keep your heads down. Hurry, Get back! No, no! Reach, blow up! Get back! Oh, back, Elmore! Back! Blast you, engine! Oh, Watch out! Duck! The masked man got away! And look, he's seen our horses! He's heading for the horses! Heading for the horses! Come on, come on, let's get out of him! Come on, don't let him get out of Come on, let him get out of Come on! Come on, old fellow! To those top woods, old boy! Here we are, Silver. 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 We'll scatter these horses, Silver, and leave those fellows afoot. Making every move count, the masked man swiftly loosened the reins of the outlaws' horses and sent them galloping away. Away with you! Get on that! Get going! second was wasted. The Lone Ranger leaped to the saddle again, whirled Silver about, sent him charging toward the outlaws, who, too startled at first to act, now caught at their holsters. Throw down your guns! Throw them down or take the consequences! Blast him out of the saddle, fellas! I warned you! Hold my hand! He's fired! Oh, Silver! Oh, 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 oh
horse in the world could have withstood that tireless pursuit. El Diablo, holding his own at first, began gradually to let the space between him and Silver shorten. The tattoo of Silver's hoof grew always louder. The Lone Ranger's shout came more plain to the ears of the Black Caballero. There was at last no further motive for spurring the tiring Black Stallion forward. The Black Caballero drew up and... Oh, Diablo! Oh, oh, oh! Oh, Silver! Oh, 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 Silver! Hey, up, Lone Ranger. I... I'm your prisoner. Your horse has it the strength to carry you back to the creek. <laughs> He's tired, Lone Ranger. He's tired as I am. And up on Silver with you. <laughs> we'll need El Diablo. Matano's waiting. We've got to get back. Come on, Silver. was a dejected group of men who watched the return of the Lone Ranger and the Black Caballero to Buffalo Creek. Once more, the masked man sent Silver through the stream, El Diablo following. Then slowed the great white horse to a halt on the other side. Oh, Silver. Oh, boy. Oh. Out of the saddle. Lone Ranger. Yes? These, these men, I, I heard the blast. I saw the bridge blown up. I want you to believe it was none of my doing. Him tell truth. Other fellow try kill you. Him not know. I understand. And they'll pay for this along with the other crimes they've committed. What are you going to do with us? I've told you, leader, what would happen this time. The county jail won't hold you, but the state prison will. You rousy quiet, but he... I said keep still. <laughs> Lone Ranger, I, I said that twice you were fortunate to beat me. <laughs> well, perhaps you were. Now, <laughs> I'm not so sure, but uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you won again. And this time, there's no question. I lost. And on my own terms. And for the first time, I'm almost sorry that I've won. <laughs> sorry? I said the game was worth the price. It is. <laughs> Lone Ranger, you've brought me the bill. And now, I'll pay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hardy high silver, the Lone Ranger. land of Texas made the fortunes of many early settlers. But as the cattle industry flourished, cattle rustling kept pace with it. The local sheriffs were unable to control the outlaws of the range country, and no man's property was safe until the masked rider of the plains started his great fight against crime and criminals. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. 
From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the Hilton Spread! Hail, Silver! Hooray! It was late in the afternoon. The Lone Ranger and Pronto, his faithful Indian companion, had left the trail and were heading for a small woods. That looks like a good place to camp for the night, Tonto. Uh, plenty cover. Uh, and out of the way. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Here we are, Tonto. This way. We'll head there with the trees, I think it. Get him up, Scout. There's a creek beyond and the place of the horses. Right in the horses. Oh, Silver. Oh, Scout. Oh. Now, find them horses the other way and keep on moving. What's the matter here? It's just that a healthy spot for strangers, that's all, mister. Now, clear out. We're going to camp here. That's just too bad, ain't it? And I reckon you'll find room somewhere else. Me get him. No, son of... And tell that agent part of yours, mister, to watch what he's doing. One sudden move from him and he'll get thrilled. That goes for the both of you. Now, go ahead and clear out before I lose patience and start squeezing on the trigger of this here six gun. Let's go, Tonto. Uh, come on. Get him up, Scout. If I see you fellas here again, you won't get a warning next time. Just get a high pull of it. Why are you not riding woods? Why you not shoot him? We're going back, Kimosabe. Uh, but not until it's darker. When we do, we won't be seen. And Tonto wonder what matter there. You know, those two freight wagons drawn up beneath the trees. Uh, Tonto see him. That man who talked to us wasn't alone. Two other fellows jumped back out of sight when we ringed up. Uh, I didn't get a good look at them, but I did see how they were dressed. Now I've got an idea that if we should meet again, I'd know them. One big fella, and the other one wore shotgun shafts. He probably came here from the northern range. That right. I've got an idea those wagons contain something we're not supposed to see. Uh, What's more, they're likely hidden in those woods for the day and won't be driven until it's dark. Maybe you're right. Whatever the reason for this, we'll investigate. There's a gulf branching off, Kimosabe. Uh, when we get into the gulf, we'll be out of sight. We'll stop there and wait until it's time to act. Come on, get him up, Scout. Some miles distant from the woods where the Lone Ranger and Tonto had sighted the mysterious wagons was Glenn Hilton's Rocking Eight Spread. It was the following noon that Glenn, accompanied by his foreman, Brad Roberts, reined in before his home. Brad, I'm going inside. You call all the boys to the bunkhouse and tell them my orders are to shoot them skunks on sight. I'll tell them. Why, Roman? Unsaddle my horse and turn him into the corral. Sure, boy. There'll be more trouble? A plenty. Brad will tell you about it. When you unsettle a horse's horse, why, Roman, tell all the boys I want to see you. Paul, there's an end. A rotten crooks, the murdering, the thieving, slaughtering old cats. If I ever land. Oh, excuse me, Bess. I'm so doggone riled, I reckon I was talking to myself. I said there's a man here. Mr. Corey. He come to see you. Oh, yeah, Hilton. No, it's you, is it? <laughs> you don't sound glad to see me. Sit down, sit down. Today I wouldn't be glad to see nobody. I'm so blasted mad I could show up wildcats. I ain't never been so mad before, and if I got any matter, I'd bust. Just once I'd like to get my hands on them sneaking varmints. So help me, just once. And by thunder, I'd take their hides off them. There's been more? One hundred head of prime cattle gone. One hundred, count them. At the rate they're going, a month from now, I'll be able to graze what cows are left on an acre of ground. And there wouldn't have to be no grass left on them either. I don't see why rustlers would rip the neck for cattle with beef, the price tis. Hey, rustlers! They're murdering Skinners. Skinners? Why? Corey, you know what the farmers are doing? You said they stole a hundred heads? Never said no such thing. They ain't after beef, they're after hides. Sometime between yesterday and this morning, they shot down 100 head of cattle, skinned them on the spot and made over the hides, leaving the carcasses for the buzzards. You don't see. How in blazes is a fellow to get after crooks like them? You can't trail them like maybe you could if they made off with the cattle. Likely they got pack horses with them to carry the hides. Well, have nothing but horses to worry about. It ain't no chore at all for them to cover their sign. This has happened before? I have a dozen times. Pa, 
The boys will find him one of these days. You wait and see. That's what I'm hoping. But even so... Yes? I, I reckon, honey, you savvy things would be pretty tough just now, even without these crooks operating. I know, Pa. And if it's cool you're thinking of... Yes, girl. I can't even promise that I can send you east next year. I don't know. First the market for beef going to smash. Then my cows being slaughtered and skinned and... There now, Pa. It's all right. Why, I never wanted to go east to school anyhow. That is... Not extra special. Sure, no. In fact, Hilton, the best thing you could do would be to accept the offer I made the last time I was here. You trying to buy me out again? What else can you do but sell? Well, next season the market will be better. You can't be certain. I'm willing to gamble on it. And if you were certain, what would it good good to do you if you had no cows left to sell? If I could just lay my hands on them crooks. <laughs> you don't seem to be having much luck. You admitted this ain't the first time they've struck. Yeah. Why don't you be sensible? Get out from under while you can. Well, you ain't made me a decent offer yet. Five thousand dollars. For a spread that's worth fifty thousand? Who'll give you that? Oh, when times pick up. And I, I still say when times pick up, you're likely to have lost all your cattle. No, Hilton, you ain't got much choice. I happen to know your old back wages, you men, right now. How are you going to pay them through the winter? What are you going to live on? Yes, for a loan, what bank would give it to you under the circumstances? You're stopped at every turn. How come you're so darn anxious to get my spread? Ain't that ranch of yours over to Longhorn City enough for you? You can always use more land. At a price that's the same as stealing. Business is business, Hilton. I'll admit this place is a bargain at 5000 On the other hand, you must get money. And I'm the only man in this part of the state with cash to spare. So, uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to hang on. Good for you, Pa. That's your last word? It is. Well, then, let me get none. Change your mind, I'm staying in town. Longhorn City? Not at present. Too far from here. I've got an idea you'll be wanting to get in touch with me. I'll be in Dawson. Good day, Hilton. Afternoon, miss. Good day. Remember, I'll be in Dawson. Blast him. He can stay in town till the whole state of Texas freezes over before I deal with him. But you will deal with him. Matt. Uh, where'd you come from? How'd you get in here? I'll... I came in the back way. Keep your hand from that gun, Hilton. I'm not here to harm you. You better get out, mister. You couldn't have got in here without some of the boys seeing you in that mess. They're all in the bunkhouse. But I... I looked inside. I saw something that'll interest the both of you. What are you talking about? Your cattle have been killed for the hide. You're one of the crooks that done it. You must be. That's it, sure. I'm not one of them, but at least two of your men are. Who? I don't know their names, but I can describe them. It's some trick. Go on, describe them. One is a heavy-set fellow with a red face and rough black whiskers. His eyes are close together and he squints. Why, that's Hank. The other man is younger. He's the only man I noticed in your bunkhouse wearing shotgun shaps. The type of shaps worn by cowboys from the north. Wyoming. Hank in Wyoming, huh? I remember those names. You think I'm swallowing this? I believe you will. You must think I'm loco. Don't let my mask mislead you. Think back, Elton. You've got a cousin, Dade Follett. He got in trouble with the law about a year ago. Someone helped him out. Likely he told you about it. But but you couldn't be... Couldn't be what? Well, the Lone Ranger. Hey, I wonder. Stranger, what color's your horse? What? What's his name? His name is Silver. Silver? If you're the Lone Ranger, you won't have no objections to my looking at one of your guns. There you are. Let me see. Bess, look at here. This here gun's loaded with silver bullets. I see. You believe me now? I ain't saying yes or no. But if you've got something to tell me, I'll listen. What's this about Hank and Wyoming? What reason you got for saying what you did? Yesterday, Tonto and I saw two wagons in a wood south of here. A man warned us away. Two other men tried to keep out of sight. They were the two you just named. But what about them wagons? We went to the woods that night. Hank and Wyoming were gone. But the wagons were guarded by several other men besides the one we'd spoken to. Yeah? We couldn't get close without giving ourselves away. But we saw enough to indicate those wagons were loaded with hides. Leaping hop toads. Best get me my spare gun. I am going out there at the bunkhouse and route out Hank No. And... But I... You only my word for their guilt. Besides, those men are working for someone else. And I suspect who that person is. You do? I won't name him now. 
Not until Tonto and I have made sure. Then we'll see you get all the evidence against him you need. How long will that take? I can't say. But in the meantime, you're to do two things. Yeah? What's the value of the beef you've had killed? It won't come to a penny under $2,000. Then get in touch with the fellow who was just here. Offer him an option on your place for 2000 If at the end of a month you decide not to sell or he decides not to buy, you'll give him the money back. If you do sell, he can get title for 3000 more. I don't savvy this. You will. Now, how many of your men can you trust? Trust? We know Hank and Wyoming are stealing from you. They may have Confederates. We'll need the help of some of your men. And they must be men who can be depended on. Now, Brad don't know which ones to choose. Brad? My foreman. You're sure of him? Oh, he's been with me for ten years. Good. Send for him now. Tell him he's to pick out a half a dozen fellows. He's certain they're loyal. I'll do that. Bess, you heard the masked man. Go outside and call Brad in. All right, Paul. Don't mention that I'm here and see that he comes alone. All right. A stranger? Yes? Any objections to my making a guess? A guess? About the fellow you say is behind all his crookedness. Go ahead. I'm betting it's that fellow Corey. Right? That's the man I suspect, Hilton. But I can tell you this. We may learn that he's guilty. Getting evidence to prove it, however, will be another thing. summoned to the ranch house, listened to the Lone Ranger and Hilton, then returned to the crew in his charge. Strangely enough, he repeated what had been said to the entire group. Even Hank and Wyoming were present. When Brad finished, they roared with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's rich, Brad. Imagine the boss and that masked fellow asking you to help trap the fellas taking them hide. <laughs> That's... That's the best I ever heard. <laughs> it was all I could do to keep them busted out laughing in their faces. And the masked hombre stood right there and told you a scheme, huh? Sure, why not? <laughs> Boss guaranteed I was all right, didn't he? <laughs> what was his scheme? Was it a good one? Well, the funny part of it is, fellas, if I really was on their side like the boss figures, it might turn the trick. Yeah? It ain't much to it, but it'd work all right. He ain't said yet what it was. Shucks. They're gonna fix it so it looks real easy to kill one special herd of cows and get the hides. But while that's being done, the mask fella and the boss, with the sheriff and me, the fellas I'm to pick out, will be waiting and watching. I get it. Then they jumps out and arrests us, huh? Sure. That sort of puts you in a fix out on it, Brad. Why? Why, you're supposed to help. <laughs> sure, I'll help. I'm going to have half a dozen of you fellas along with me, too. I don't savvy. Me neither. I don't see now, how you... just listen a second. Corey ain't going to get mad if something should happen to Hilton, is he? That'd just make it easier to get the place from the girls, seeing that she'd own it then. Uh-huh, that's all. As for the sheriff and the mask fellow, they're both mixed up in our business. And they'd be a lot safer if they was out of the way. But how are you going to do all that? <laughs> Easy as falling off a log. Me and the fellas I'd pick out will be seven of their three. The rest of you go after the herd. Then when them three tries to make trouble, we'll take over and finish them off. Sounds good. That ain't going to be no sense to explain them three killings, though. Why won't it? We'll just say we was jumped by the fellows as after hides, and the boss and the other two got killed in the fight. Sure. <laughs> Turning their own scheme again, huh? Right. And boys, this is a job Corey will pay high for. <laughs> the curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold, my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! 
Frank Clutterbox. What's with kids today, huh? Rouses! With kids starting as low as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, did You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, trusting Glenn Hilton's judgment, did not suspect that Brad, the man they had chosen to help them, was plotting their death. After Brad's departure, the masked man remained to question Hilton further, then left the house and rejoined Tonto. Together they raced to the woods where they'd seen the wagons the day before, and from that point, they followed the trail the wagons had left. Franks is still heading toward Longhorn City, as I expected, Tonto. Uh, it's easy follow him. As long as the hides aren't seen, they have no particular reason for hiding their trail. The hides, no doubt, were brought to the wagons by a pack horse, sent to Longhorn City by wagon, and shipped out at once by train. Uh, That's still another reason to suspect Corey. His ranch is near the town. He's a big man in that section. He's probably clever enough not to ship the hides under his own name. No matter how it's done, he'd see to it, no questions were asked. That's right. And he's anxious to buy Hilton out. It'd be a clever trick to get a profit from the hides and at the same time force Hilton to sell. Him heaps smart. But if he's guilty, Kimasabi, we've got one advantage over him. And what's that? A guilty man is outside the law. No matter how he covers up, the fact remains he faces punishment once the truth is known. That's right. And we'll learn the truth. And what we do then? I've already got a plan to catch the fellows who are actually stealing the hides. I explained it to Hilton and his foreman. Oh. The more I think of it, Tonto, the more I'm convinced there's a way to trap Corey as well. That'd be good. But that's in the future. Our job now is to follow this trail. Come on, Silver. While the Lone Ranger and Tonto followed the trail to Longhorn City, Hilton took the masked man's advice and rode to Dawson to find Corey. Entering the Rawhide Cafe, he sighted Corey at the crowded bar. How you been? Yeah, howdy, fellas. Howdy, Evans. Oh, Mr. Corey. Oh, hello there, Hilton. Can I speak to you alone? <laughs> Changed your mind already, huh? Not exactly. Come on, let's sit down over to that table there. Glad to. You drinking? Uh, maybe later. Not now. Come on. What do you mean, not exactly? Oh, sit down, I'll tell you. Well, uh, I still ain't going to buy the Rock of Ages, I suppose. <laughs> at my price. Uh, well, I figured that. If you have decided to sell, we can make the deal at once. Bank here, I'll honor him a check. Lawyer Stebbins can make out the papers. Nope, I still ain't made up my mind to it. I got a different proposition. Yeah? An option, sort of. Oh. At least, wise, I guess that's the name for it. I don't know that I'm interested. What are the terms of it? Uh, you pay me $2,000. What? Just hold on. He asked me to tell you. Yeah, all right. All right. You pay me 2000 in cash, and I give you my promise I won't sell to nobody else inside of a month. That's to give me time to make up my mind for sure. When the month's up, if I don't want to sell, you get your cash back. And uh, if you will? Then you just hand me another 3000 and the whole thing's yours. Very interesting, but what do I get out of it? Huh? A man who buys an option usually gets the right to buy within a certain period. According to this proposition, 
All I get is a promise from you that the rocking age won't be sold to anybody else. There it is. You can take it or leave it. Yeah, and then I'm leaving it. Of course, you savvy. I ain't never cotton to you very much, Corey. What if you haven't? Well, you see, if you won't give me cash for the option, like I said, I might get just mad enough to sell out to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> you acquainted with anyone around here with 5000 to spare? I thought we went over all that before. Uh-huh. But maybe I forgot to mention that to the right party, I might sell out for just a thousand or two. I reckon there's folks in the neighborhood that can lay their hands on that much cash without no trouble. You do a fool thing like that? Sure I would. And he'd rather sell out for next to nothing to a friend than give a fellow I don't like a chance to make a profit off of me. You old fool. Well, I reckon that settles it then. Sorry, now, I... Sit don't... down. Huh? You changed your mind? I said sit down. Just as you say. I want to know a little more about this. If I give you 2000 how'd I know you wouldn't pocket it and tell me to go to Blaze's at the end of the month? Now, that wouldn't hardly pay me, would it? But it can be put in the paper that if I won't sell, i got to return the cash in front of witnesses. Lawyer Stebbins can write that in, I guess. Mm. Well? Mm. I'll do it. Fine and dandy. Now you get the cash. I'll drive around with it in a day or so. Nope. You just got through saying the bank can pd pay out more than twice that willing. You can give me the 2000 now. Stebbins just went to his office, and the bank ain't closed yet. Seems to me there's something funny about this. Look here, Corey. You ever hear of me telling something that wants to? No, I'll give you credit for that. And I give you my solemn word. If there is something funny in this deal, I don't know about it. Mm, very well, then. Let's go. We'll see Stebbins first. option was drawn up and the $2,000 turned over to Glenn Hilton. But three weeks after the date of this transaction, the rancher had received no further word from the masked man. Another raid had occurred in the interval. More cattle were slaughtered and more hides stolen. After the evening meal one night, Glenn confessed his misgivings to his daughter. Gosh, Bess, I don't know what to make of it. I thought for sure we'd hear from that masked fellow by this time. Well, maybe he was. Hilton. Pa, it's him. Gosh, mister, where you been? I couldn't get here sooner. Hello, and I have a lot of work to do. We've been busy every minute. Yeah, doing what? There's no time to explain. Where's your foreman? We've got to get started. Huh? Now? You've had that herd I spoke of sent to Lost Valley? Me and Brad heard them there ourselves. The men stealing those hides will think that a perfect place for their work. Get Brad and see that Hank and Wyoming hear about the herd being up there. Now do that. But where's Tonto? I left him in Dawson. We stopped in there to get the sheriff. He'll cut across country and meet us on the way. But why couldn't Tonto come with you? Because, Hilton, at a certain time, he's taking a message to Corey. Now hurry, there's no time for talk. You bet. Come here, I want to see you. Mister, you sure you'll catch those crooks? There's another train scheduled to leave Longhorn City in three days. If they don't act tonight, they never will. Glenn Hilton, unaware that Hank and Wyoming were already in full possession of the Lone Ranger's plans, carefully permitted them to overhear a statement concerning the herd in Lost Valley. Then, with Brad and a half a dozen cowboys, he joined the Lone Ranger. The group slipped cautiously from the ranch, hoping they had not been observed. Then they set out at full gallop to reach Lost Valley first. Come on, Silver, come on! Arriving at Lost Valley, they headed for a group of rocks that in the night would afford them perfect cover. Below them, bedded down, was a large herd of splendid cattle. When the masked man decided they'd approach close enough, he gave the signal to halt. Pull up! Pull, Silver! Pull up! Pull up! Get down behind these rocks. How long do you think we'll have to wait? It won't be long. They won't waste time getting here if they take our bait. When they do, we'll be in a position to see and hear everything that's said and done. <laughs> You're slick, mister. Mighty slick. The period of waiting became longer than the masked man had expected. 
But finally, he and his companions heard the sound of approaching hoofs. There they are. The rotten crooks. Brad, just as soon as they start something, we'll rush them. Don't you worry, boss. We'll handle things. That's all been arranged beforehand. Quiet. They're getting ready to kill them cows. What are we waiting for? Come on, that's proof enough. Wait. Where's the sheriff? Here I am. Sheriff, look over there in the direction of Dawson. You see anything? I... Golly, yes. Two more horsemen. Watch them carefully. They've joined these men below us. One of them is Tato, and the other is Corey. Corey? That's Tato. Hey, what is this? What's Corey doing here? Quiet. You'll see in a moment. They joined them cooks, all right. By thunder, that is Corey. And he looks hopping mad. Listen, try to hear what they say. Uh, Mr. Corey, we never knew. You run, Tato. I didn't have time to tell you before, Hilton. That's what took Tonto and me so long. We drove that herd all the way here from Corey's ranch. Your cattle was sent to another part of the range. But why? For exactly the result we got. Tonto went to Corey and told him Hank and the others were stealing his cows and then selling the hides back to him. That brought him here and gave the sheriff a chance to see for himself that Corey was behind all this. You bet I seen. Come on. Let's arrest them fellas. Oh, you don't. Keep these three operators covered, boys. Right, Brad. What in thunder? You, Brad, you're in with them, too. Uh-huh. Fact is, Hilton, every doggone man you've hired is working for Corey. Wait. Then you're going to jail, too. Sheriff, dead men don't jail nobody. You, you're aiming to drill us? The three of you. You, the boss, the masked man. Now, what the hell the cattle? Fire! Oh, my head! Now, Hilton, come on! Let go, Silver! Silver! into the herd! Stampede them! Get moving! That's the only way we can round up these crooks! Stampede the Camden Road! Corey's gang ahead of them! Come on, Silver! Sending Silver at the herd with the sheriff and Hilton following, the masked man aroused the frightened animals, dropped them blundering to their feet, heading them about and drove them in the terror-stricken mass of Corey and his confederates. The outlaws, unprepared for the masked man's lightning maneuver, had no more than time enough to leap into their saddles and race before the maddening herd. The narrowing walls of Lost Valley hemmed the outlaws in. No side canyons appeared to afford them a means of escape. And every time they eased up their rapidly tiring mounts, the stampeding herd made them spur forward again. That's enough, men! Let the herd slow up! We've got Corey just where we want him! It was still some time before the cattle lost their terror and began to slow down. But at last, driven no longer, their pace gradually fell to a walk. Some stopped entirely and began to browse on the buffalo grass. Then the masked man, Tonto, Hilton, and the sheriff cut through the herd and overtook their quarry. Hold on, you runs! You're all under arrest! Well, There ain't no place for us to run to even if we want to. The valley comes to a dead end just up ahead. Can you handle these fellows now, Sheriff? I think I can. Time with their saddles, and they'll ride along to jail just as peaceful as you please. Uh, you can't jail me. You'll go along with the rest of them, Corey. It was uh, the masked man that done this. Blame right he did. Uh, Mister, I'm downright great. Come on, fellow. Don't them fellows ever wait to be thanked? Not the Lone Ranger and Tonto Glen. They just... The blazes with them. Hilton, you got my $2,000 and I want it back. Yeah? Well, that reminds me. Uh-huh. Reminds me of something the masked fellow said. He sort of hinted, Corey, that you'd be wanting that cash. But he said Glenn didn't have to give it back unless you asked for it. But it just did. Only we can't hear a word you're saying. And when I get you to jail, you'll be put in a place where nobody will hear you. And that 2000 just about paid Glenn for the harm you've done him. Nora Stevens is looking for her brother. We'll help her find him. Hail Silver! Away! 
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. days of the western United States, when gun law ruled the range country, many towns were under the domination of a local boss. Even the sheriff took orders from him, and the true principles of democracy might have been destroyed on the frontier if the masked rider of the plains had not taken a hand. It was he, more than any other man, who brought justice to everyone, who put an end to the law of force and made the winning of the West possible. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Sumner! There's going to be trouble! Hello, Silver! Away! The traveling troop of players calling themselves the Great Winston Repertoire Company, purveyors of polite entertainment and cultured drama, was in reality a seedy group of third-rate old-time actors and amateurish youngsters. Nevertheless, as it made its way through the rich western mining towns on its journey to San Francisco, it met with great success. The miners, starved for amusement, paid well to enjoy its mildewed plays. In Sumner, the troupe was beginning the second week of an indefinite engagement. And when, on the night our story opens, the curtain was lowered on the final act, the delighted audience howled and stamped its approval. Lucky fellow, Mr. Reed. Yeah? I, I mean, being friends like that, they're a play-acting girl. 
gosh, I never knew a female could be as pretty as that. Uh, outside of pictures. She's pretty all right. Uh, not to mention, she's got a wretched brother she don't know nothing about. You are Shut a... up about a brother. Well, you here? want to savvy my orders by this time? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. B. Honest, I am. I forgot was all. That's enough. Yeah. Uh, ain't that there your buggy? It is. <laughs> Going riding with that play-acting girl again? Making it your business? Shucks, no, I... But every evening you... One of these days, Ruth, that blabbing mouth of yours will be shut for good. I ain't saying nothing. You're like all the other fools in this town. You talk your head off, I'd let you. Gosh, Mr. O'Meara, I guess there ain't nobody in summer that'd have the nerve to go again, you. They'd better not. Blast it. Here comes everybody out. I hope she'll get here before they can see her. Oh, here she comes. Clear out. Yeah. Can I keep you waiting? Am I late? I hurried as fast as I could. You are... Quick, into the buggy. Stand clear. Get up there. Come on. Get up. Get up there. Get up there. They would have mobbed you. They're just being friendly, that's all. It shouldn't matter to you. Well, it does. Get up there, get up there. Where are we going? Out the mountain road. Mine? Oh, no, I love it. Like this country? You know I do. I've never seen anything half so beautiful or wild back east. Then why don't you stay in somewhere? Hmm. Still hoping to find that runaway brother of yours, eh? I told you that's the only reason I came, Wes. And I will find Bob someday. Oh, by play acting on a stage? I have my living to earn. No, you haven't. Oh, but I have. You don't understand. I haven't a penny except what Mr. Winston pays me. That ain't what I meant. No. Nora, you and me are going to have a talk. Well, what about Mr. Mead? And don't call me Mr. Mead. Can't you say Carl? I'd rather not. You'd get used to it. Wouldn't be near so hard to say later on if you'd just get started now. Whoa there, whoa boy, whoa, whoa. Oh, my favorite view. You remembered, didn't you? Uh-huh. That's why I stopped here. The valley, thousands of feet below. The moon shining on... Now, wait. I said we was going to have a talk. A talk? About us and your brother. I... Look here, Nora. You hanker to find Bob pretty bad, don't you? Of course I do. Our folks are dead. He's the only family I have. We haven't seen each other for five years, but we were such awfully good friends. Just picked up and hightailed, eh? There was nothing for him in the East. He'd heard of the gold, the silver to be found out here. Ever hear from him? Just the first year, twice. Nothing after that. No idea at all where he located. Both times he wrote, it was from a different place. Uh-huh. There's lots of drifters come out here. Most of them come to a bad end. No, not Bob. Well, it wasn't what I was getting at. Nora, I reckon you've been in town long enough by now to have some notion how I rate in someday. Everyone says you're awfully important. Just about run things, I guess. Got twice the cash anybody else has, too. Got plenty. Got plenty for two people. Two people? Sure, why not? You and me. You, you don't waste much time, do you? Never have, never will. Now, how's the strike yet? Wouldn't be so bad for a penniless girl getting hitched to me, would it? Not so bad, eh? Well, I don't know what to say. Don't see the difficulty. We scarcely know each other. That can be changed. But I, I never thought of it before. What do you suppose I was taking your buggy riding for? Didn't I give you no hint? I'd rather not talk about it now. Some other evening. Never know better time than the present. You heard me say I had plenty of cash, didn't you? Money doesn't matter. <laughs> cash always matters. Ain't nothing matters more than cash. Ain't nothing nicer to have. You ain't got the right feelings toward cash. That's one of the things you'll have to learn different after we get hitched. Oh, but I haven't said we would. In fact, I'm almost certain we won't. Just said you'd give a heap to find your worthless brother. I would, but, but he isn't worthless, he is. Ever think how much better the wife of a rich fellow like me could do some hunting around than a play-acting girl that ain't got no choice where she goes? Yes. If you haven't, you'd better. Mr. Mead, would you answer a question? Sure. The people in town, when I've inquired about Bob, they always say they've never heard of him. And, and, yet, and yet, all the time, I have the strangest feeling they're hiding something from me. Are they, Mr. Mead? Are they? Of course not. Just your notion. Still not saying yes? I'll have to have more time. Back up there, fella. Back up. Where are we going? Back to town. We've said no for tonight. 
Well, there ain't nothing to do but go on home and ask you again tomorrow. Get up there. Get along with you. Come on, get up. Several days later that the Lone Ranger and Tonto were watering their great horses at a spring beside a small cabin just outside Sumner. The man who lived in the cabin, an old-timer, regarded them with a lively curiosity. Don't suppose, stranger, you'd welcome any questions about that there mask you're wearing? No. <laughs> thought not. Ain't going into town wearing it, though, are you? Well, I hadn't thought about it. You're the doggone this feller. Only man I've seen that explains yourself less than you do is that engine part of yours. And he ain't saying nothing at all. Bad enough, old fellow. Them all right now. Tarnation, you can speak, Redskin. Never figured you had it in you. Thanks for the water. Let's go, Kimasabi. Uh-huh. Hey. Yes? You better hold on for a second. There's meat coming in the buggy there. You won't want him seeing that mask. Is he the law? Him the law? <laughs> well, in one way he is. Whatever he says, there's sure enough law around here. There they are. That must be his daughter with him. Daughter? <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, golly, what I wouldn't give to see Mead's face if you heard you say that. She's an attractive girl. You really don't know who she is? I don't. That's Nora Stevens. Yes. Say, where have you fellas been that you ain't heard of her? She's an actress, that's what she is. Sure, stands up on the stage there in the opera house, as bold as brass, and talks words by the hour. Don't have to read them off a paper, neither. I see. (laughs) But that one about her being Meade's daughter. (laughs) I won't be forgetting that for a spell. And him trying for near a week now to get her to marry him. Oh, golly. There's quite a difference in age. That ain't the only difference. No? She's doggone nice, fair-spoken as you please. And him, that viper so plum poisonous, he'd poison himself. Meanest man for a hundred miles around. And between you and me, stranger, just about the last one I'd cheered across. Bad, huh? Nothing you'll ever catch him at. But he runs Sumner, I can tell you that. I take that girl he just rode by with, for instance. She's traveling to that show just so she can find Bob's... Uh, <coughs> you, you said your horses had all the water they wanted, huh? What did you start to say? Nothing, I... I'm going to... Nothing I'm going to finish, stranger. I had my orders along with the rest of folks around here. And I think too much of my health to go again them. Orders from me? I've said too much already. You didn't hesitate to tell us what you think of the fellow? Oh, that's some different. Meade, he likes being called names. Thrives on it, he does. But there's things you can say around here and things you can't. I believe I understand. Steady, Silver. Guns out of Come on, Silver. Come up, Scout. Good day to you. Where we go? Back the way we came. We not go town? Later, perhaps, but not now. What matter? I don't know. Maybe nothing. But we're not going into Sumner until we find out. Then what we do? I think that old fellow back there started to say Bob Stevens before he caught himself. Oh. Him, fella, got big mine over that way. That's where we're headed, Kimasabi. To see if Bob Stevens ever heard of a girl by the name of Nora Stevens. Come on, Silver. Come on, old fellow. <laughs> Racing over the trail through the rest of the day, the Lone Ranger and Tonto did not pause for a rest until late that night. Before dawn, they were on their way again, until at last they saw ahead of them Bob Stevens' mine and the shack he had built near its entrance. There's a blade, Tonto. Come on, Silver. I don't see him. He's come to the door. He must have heard our horses. Uh, hello there. Hello, oh, Silver. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh, the redskin with you. Don't slap, brother. Uh, hold up. Oh, my arm. I said not to reach for that gun. Drop it back in your holster. You drop it. There. Now then, forget that gun for a while. You're in no danger. Then what do you want here? I'm not sure myself. Huh? I won't be until you answer some questions. What questions? Something curious happened yesterday near Sumner. I don't know whether it concerned you or not. A man there started to say that a young woman was searching for Bob. He stopped before he pronounced all of the last name. 
It sounded as though he might have started to say Stephen. I don't see... The young woman was named Nora Stephen. Nora? You recognize the name? You are tricking me, are you? This this isn't just some crooked game, is it? It isn't. But you'll have to judge that for yourself. Who is Nora Stevens? I've got a sister by that name. Have you seen her? Don't stand there, talk. I saw Nora Stevens just briefly. She was riding near Sumner. What'd she look like? I said I had just a glance at her. Her hair was dark like yours. And I'd say there was real resemblance between you. But, but how'd she get here? I've written had people looking for her, done everything. She's with a troop of actors. Actors? They've been at the opera house in Sumner for two weeks now. Could be. Sis always was crazy about the stage. Strange you didn't know she was there. I've been told almost everyone in the district has heard of her. I hardly ever go to Sumner. No? It's a good place to stay away from with that crook Mead running the place. There's no telling what he'd frame up to cheat you. I've struck it rich. So I've heard. I've heard a few things about Mead. You probably know more about his reputation than I do, however. He's the worst kind of a crook. Yes? As cold as a fish and as greedy as... Well, I don't know what. I haven't got the names to describe him. But he's crooked. Crooked all through. What about the law in town? In Meade's pay? Sheriff's all right. He just isn't smart enough for Meade. I see. You going to Sumner now? Nothing will stop me. And, stranger, I, I'm apologizing for the way I drew on you. You brought me the best news I ever heard. It's easy to misunderstand this mask. How soon are you starting? I'd like to start right away, if you don't mind. Go ahead. That's all right. I've got some fixing up to do. I don't want sis to see me like this if it's really her. We may see you again. Although I couldn't tell, Bob, we'd seen Meade with Nora. Not after what we'd heard about Meade. Uh-huh. Looks like there's trouble ahead, Kimasabi. Bob hating Meade and Meade attempting to marry Bob's sister. Maybe plenty trouble. If, if there is, we'll try to stop it. We're going to get to Sumner before Bob and see what we can do. Uh-huh. I'll get in the go. falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. On the day after the Lone Ranger talked with Bob Stevens, Meade rode in his buggy to the home where Nora was rooming, dismounted, and approached the door. Oh, oh, it's you. Well, why wouldn't it be? I just wasn't expecting it. I'd be here, didn't I? I always do what I say I'm going to do, don't I? Yes. Well, ain't you going to invite me in? Ain't I good enough, huh? You think I'm not good enough? I'm alone. That don't matter. Well? You might close the door. Uh, yes. Now, then. I'll just sit down and wait for you. Wait for me? We're going someplace? You didn't tell me. Going to the sky pilot. You and me. What? We're going to get hitched. Got the license right here. Paid cash for it. Well, what are you standing with your mouth open for? But, Mr. Mead, I never said I'd marry you. I know it, and I ain't deep. You needn't shout at me. Then why? I said I'd be here today and ask you again for the last time. Well, consider the question asked. You ain't going to turn me down when you know I won't ask again, are you? I should. And make me waste the cash I paid for the license? Nonsense. I simply can't decide. Women folks never know their own minds. That's what men are for, to tell them. Oh. Now, go on, put on your doodads. Female always craves to dress fancy for getting hitched, to tell me. <laughs> Go on. You, you've already told the minister? I ain't told him nothing. 
If I did, he'd say he had to wait for me and charge me double. It ain't worth it. Oh, I don't know. Said I did, didn't I? You really meant it when you said you'd help me find Bob? That you wouldn't care how much it cost to locate him? Didn't say I wouldn't care. Just said I'd spend what had to be spent. What more do you want? That seems fair enough. Of course it is. Then, then yes, I will. Miss Stevens. Oh, I'm asked, fella. You're me. What if I am? You ain't scaring me none. I'm interfering with your plans, though. Miss Stevens, I have news for you. News? Your brother's on his way to town at this moment. He should arrive by evening. My brother? Bob's wealthy. He struck it rich. Discovered a vein of gold less than two days' journey from here. That's a lie. Quiet. There's something else. Yes, yes. Meade knew all the time where Bob could be reached. So did almost everyone in Sumner. I've been making inquiries and learned that Meade threatened anyone who told you. You did that to me? No, no, it ain't so. It's all a pack of lying tales. Don't you believe, Nora. Don't you pay no attention to him. You come along with me to the sky pilot. I'll do nothing of the kind. Ah, don't say that, Nora. It's a mistake. I'm warning you. You can't put no credit what a mask outlaw says. Well, see, I'm waiting until morning. You'll be sorry I'm warning you. Said I wouldn't ask you again. Well, I won't. And don't you come begging me neither. Get out. Don't you hit out. me. Folks are going to be sorry for this. Certain folks I can name. Me, don't try anything. If you do, you'll pay for it. Ain't me that'll pay, but other folks will. You wait and see. Trembling with rage, Meade sent his buggy careening back to Sumner's business district, where he pulled up in front of his dingy office. As he opened the door, he ordered the two men who'd been loafing outside to follow him. You, Ruth, Smokey, get in here. Uh, what's the matter, Mr. Meade? Something wrong? Get in here. I'll show him. I'll teach him. He'll learn what it means to run up again me. I'm boss of this town. They'll be sorry. Hey, Mr. Meade. Must be something plenty wrong. I give orders nobody was to tell Nora Stevens about her brother being nearby. Someone did? Just so. But they'll be sorry. I said it. And I never waste time saying what I don't mean. Yes, who was it? Oh, I'd sure hate to be in his boots. It was a mask, fella. Yeah? You didn't see his face? It don't matter. You're paid just the same. I got orders for you two. Sure, Mr. Meade. Any, anything. Bob Stevens is coming here. The mask fella said he'd be in town tonight. Meaning right now he must be somewhere over by Porcupine Ridge. And after all you've done to keep the girl from finding out. Gosh, they'll meet up tonight, sure, shooting. No, they won't. No? How are you going to stop him? I ain't. You are. Oh. Uh, what do you got in mind? Both of you. You're going to lay for that young Stevens whippersnapper just this side of White Rock Hill. You can make it there. You'll have plenty of time. Now, don't try and tell me different. Oh, sure, sure, we can make it. But you, you want him dry ghost? Yes, sir. Well, if them's your order... Now, don't get hasty. Just hold on. You ain't heard me out yet. Well, listen. He's got to be killed just the way I say. Shoot him through the back. Then see that he falls into the goat this side of the hill. Why so particular? Shooting, shooting, ain't it? Sure, I don't satisfy. You disobey him? No, no, not that. I'll tell you why, then, being it's just a curious. I want you to shoot that fella just the way I say, so as I can tell the law I seen it done. Yeah? So as I can tell the law I seen the mask fella do it. I'll fix him. I said I would. He'll be sorry. You want to know how it's done? Why don't you come along? No, you don't. You ain't getting me mixed up in trouble in case anything goes wrong. You sure play it safe, don't you? Of course I do. I'm smart, I am. I'm boss of this town. Think I'd be boss if I wasn't smart? Any other orders? If everything goes all right, light a signal fire. Don't keep it going long. Light it on top of the hill and I'll see it all right. And if, if something spoils things... Don't signal at all. And don't come back here. Or I'll nail your hides to this here desk. We're getting paid? Sure. <laughs> I'll pay you by not telling the sheriff what I got on you. <laughs> now get going. Go on, get. Wait. Eh? I, I still don't see what the signal's for. Just told you, didn't I? So as I'd know how things went. And for another reason. What's that? (laughs) 
So as I won't have to waste no time telling Nora what the mask fell had done to her brother. Now get going before I start scheming something again you. We're going. We ought to be able to light that signal fire just a little after dusk. Keep your eye out for it. Go on, Yeah. <laughs> Said I'd fix him. Said it, didn't I? Well, I will. And after that meddling mask hombre's been blamed for the killing, Nora's going to marry me anyhow. I'll show him. Sure I will. <laughs> Just before dusk, Meade mounted upon a saddle horse, concealed himself just outside town, and watched eagerly for the signal. At last, an hour after dark it came. It shone for a brief moment only, but that was long enough. Meade spurred his horse toward town and raced to the sheriff's office. Sheriff, sheriff! Watch the fire! Who, 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 There's been a killing. I've seen it. I can give testimony again him. Seen who? Who was killed? It was Bob Stevens was killed. And a mess. Fella done it. Yeah? Get in the saddle. Come on to where Bob's sister's staying. She's got to be told. Reckon she had it there. Uh, city there, fella. <laughs> Lead the way. Get up there. Come on. Get up. Get up. Get on there. Get up. Sound of approaching hoofs, Nora left the chair in which she'd been sitting on the porch and started down the stairs. Me. I don't want to see you again. Yeah. Even that nasty. You are. Miss Stevens, we, we ain't here on just the errand we'd like to come on. Nope. This ain't just a visit. Sheriff, the way you look, what's wrong? Uh, ain't easy to say. Maybe Mr. Meade ought to tell you. He's the one that's seen it done. So what? I, I don't understand. Now get a hold of yourself. Please tell me what is it. Your, your brother. He'll shot in the back. Left her lay in a gulch just side of White Rock Hill. No, no, it couldn't. Seen it myself. No. And you know who done it? Want to know? Well, I'll tell you. It was that masked fella. He's the killer. The one you were so ready to believe instead of me. You seen that masked man before? Sure have. He was here today. Here telling things about me that weren't true. And her taking his word for him, see? This is what it got her. I, I don't believe the masked man did it. I seen him. Can't you say me that? I seen him, I tell you. Can't be no argument about it. Can you give a description of him, Mead? Well, he was... You wanted to describe me, Mead? Uh, Mashed. That's him. That's him, all right, Sheriff. Do your duty. Up with your hands there, mister. No. Frog like lightning. Your gun never cleared its holster, Sheriff. I don't believe you're putting me under arrest. You're under arrest, all right. Maybe I can't make it stick now, but the time will come when I can. I'd like to hear more about this killing I'm supposed to have done. I know all about it. And I'll tell it in court, too. And you shouldn't mind telling it here, Frank. I don't mind. Yeah. Telling. I ain't had a chance to hear the details yet myself. How many times did I shoot him? Uh, just once. I see. And where did you say I left him? In that gulch the side of the hill. You can't get me mixed up. I told you once before today that I wasn't scared of you or your guns. What time of the day was it when this happened? Uh, about an hour ago. Ain't part of the gulch you want to go down there? You saw the whole thing so plainly that you wouldn't hesitate to give testimony? Hesitate? I'd be glad of the chance to give it. You made sure the boy was dead? I did. I wonder if you did. What do you mean by that? You better explain yourself, stranger. I won't have to. I saw some horses stop over in that grove. I think some people are coming who can do the explaining for me. That's you, Sato? It's me. Who those fellas with you, man? Can't see on the of the dark. Me can tell you. No, you don't. Stand where you are. Watch him, Sheriff. You'll find he's the man you want. Stop. Oh, gosh, look at you. Crunk so big and pretty. Why, you're a sister to be proud of. He kill you <laughs> Do I look as if I was? Say, what in blazes is going on here? Me, said this fellow was killed. Said you seen it done. And now, here he is. Sato, bring those two fellows here. Uh, don't do that. Uh, you, you move. Let me you loose. Move. Let me loose. Let me loose. Let me loose. Uh, uh-huh, those skunks have tried to kill me. But, but what? Sheriff, you've been out of town for some time. You didn't know that me tried to conceal the fact that Bob lived in this district. Huh? What for? Nora here is Bob's sister. She was looking for him. I'm not sure of Mead's motive, but I've got an idea. He tried to keep them apart until he could marry Nora. 
And he likely planned to arrange something to happen to Bob so that his wife would inherit Bob's mind. Take so. Take none of it so. Can't prove a thing again. How do you explain the detailed description of Bob's death? You told it just as though it had been planned beforehand, and you knew the plan. Uh, These fellows here, Rue from Smokenuts, they've been hired by me. They as good as said so when the engine and me caught them. They were laying for you? Sarah, when I told Nora what Meade had done, I knew he would be up to some trick. I sent Tonto to follow him. When Tonto learned his scheme, he raced ahead, met Bob, and turned the tables on Meade's henchmen. Take so, I tell you. Sheriff, don't listen to him. I don't know what Rufus Smokey done, and I don't care. Take none of my responsibility. You can't pin what they done on me. Oh, we should take the blame on by ourselves, huh? You're a dirty coward trying to sneak out of it. Well, we're caught. And when we tell what we know, so you'll be. No, keep still. You can't do this to me. I'll pay you. I'll pay you cash. What you'll do is go to jail. You and your hired gun hands. And jailing you, Meade, is going to do me and the town more good than anything that ever happened around here before. And sis, the math teller not only got the biggest and slickest crook around here jailed, but he and the Redskins saved my life and brought us together. But where'd they go to? There, by the tree. Hold on! They're gone, Bob, but you'll remember them always. And someday, perhaps, you'll be able to do for somebody else what they've done for us. Come on, Kilmer, old fellow. There's justice to be done. I'll steal my Hawaii. and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!